Peace and blessings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Adulting Sucks, Right? I am your host, Liz, and while adulting may suck, I try to help you navigate through the trials and tribulations of this thing called life while dealing with anxiety and depression. So from cross-country moving to being in a relationship and forgiveness and everything in between, I share my life's journey with you to make your lives just a little bit better. Hey y'all, I am back. Happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Merry Kwanzaa. All of that stuff. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I am nervous because it's been, I want to say well over a year that I have recorded anything. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for being patient with me. Life has really been lifing. Um, there have been a lot of changes in my life and just briefly with this podcast, I just wanted to, um, really, this is just me testing it out to, you know, see if I can get back into the groove of things and also just sharing some of the things that have been going on with my life and how it has been affecting my mental health, my wellness and everything in between. So uh hell where do I start um 2022 for me has been very 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 enlightening um it has been filled full of loss full of um going through existential crisis crises and um losing friends but also gaining something that is a lot better <laughs> um, as far as my relationships with people, relationships with myself, and um, just making a lot of decisions that are going to catapult me to the next phase of my life. So with that being said, um, the biggest thing for me, and I've, you know, I'm moving to California. <laughs> My ass is out of here. Um, I'm born and raised in St. Louis. And while I I do, you know, it's one of them things where I love the city of where I came from, you know, representing STL to the day I die. However, while St. Louis has a very rich history and a lot of great people have come from here, a lot of talent, a lot of influential um, people that were born and bred here that have been impactful in American history, in music history, in the history of arts, um, science and, and, and everything in between. Um, th this city for me represents a, a melting pot of, of great culture, but also it is deeply, deeply rooted in um, systematic oppression, racism, and segregation it even though it's the midwest at times it feels like the deep down south and as someone who has lived in you know the south have family that come from the south um and and being that i have moved before like i've i've, I've moved to alabama i went to school down there alabama a m go bulldogs uh <laughs> also i have lived in milwaukee wisconsin and you would think that, you know, living in Alabama, I would have dealt with a lot of racism. No, 
it was not until I moved my black ass up to cold ass Milwaukee is where, you know, I dealt with a, a, a big bulk of it in my adult life. Um, and I will also say in St. Louis as well. Um, but just seeing the difference between living in Northern Alabama and then, you know, St. Louis and then Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it's, huh, it, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> it, it was a journey and I'm glad it happened, but I, I learned a lot about myself and different cultures and how, man, a lot of people really hate us. Uh, and, it, and that's not like, I'm not saying that like, I just fi- figured this shit out. Like, no, I've, I've been knowing you know, uh, even as a child that we are not liked as, you know, as a collective. Um, but with, with St. Louis, while I have a, a, a lot of great memories and, um, I also have a lot of horrible memories that have happened here in this city. Um, you know, like with Mike Brown, rest in peace with Mike Brown, I lived in Canfield Green and had to live day in, day out with, you know, the rioting, the the shooting, the hearing rubber bullets and helicopters and seeing a tank. It, it looks like it, I was over, you know, in the Middle East or something. Um, and I was very traumatic. I was very traumatized by that. Um, I mean, hell, to this day, Ferguson is known as still has sundowning um, uh, practices put into place. And if you don't know what sundowning is, I would just say Google it because at this point, yeah google it um and (laughs) just a lot of the municipalities that are here in st louis still have sundowning laws and it's it's ridiculous and it's just really a reflection of what st louis is i mean it's literally we are i i i remember i came across an article from a reputable news source where it said that st louis is one of the I want to say number one and number two, number three in the top three as the most segregated in the nation, not only segregation as far as like the city itself, but even in, in places like hospitals, you know, um, uh, places like schools, you know, things that places that you wouldn't necessarily think. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking segregated here and I am ready for something new. I'm ready to embark on a new life. I don't have any kids or anything like that. I'm not married to anybody. So why not? Um, I will say the thing that I really hated about, you know, telling people like for one, making that final decision to move, to make such a big move like this, cause I've never lived on the West coast, um, is telling people in the first thing, like, you know, it's expensive. Why, why are you going there? It, it, it costs too much. I'm like, it's a sun tax. Like, I would rather be somewhere where mentally like my mental health is in order instead of being in a place where it is detrimental to my mental health. And I feel like at this point in life, St. Louis is detrimental to my mental health. I'm not trying to talk bad about my city, but St. Louis really has a crabs in a barrel mentality where you're trying to come up in the world and you have people that are pulling you back. Um, (laughs) While there are some friendly people here, I don't like that if I'm walking down the street and I walk past somebody and I say, hey, how you doing? Or hi. I get the stink guy. I get the bitch. What you looking at me for? And when I go out to California, it is nothing but good vibes. People are, you know, very welcoming. They, they are smiling again, sunshine, 
Vitamin D makes a difference, y'all. Vitamin D makes you happy, okay? Seeing the ocean and smelling the water, the the, the salt water, and the sun is out, I want to say, 300 days out of the year. You cannot fucking beat that. And if it costs more, so the fuck what? I don't care. So... <laughs> Do not come to me and say, oh, it's expensive or all that. If you ain't trying to support it, I don't want to hear the shit. Bottom line. Moving on. Um, making that big decision, making that decision in my life um, and how I even came to that decision. Like I knew I wanted to move to California. I did not know necessarily like exactly where. And I remember in the middle of the pandemic, I got invited uh, by my homegirl who is from California. She invited me out, um, me, her and her husband. We we went out and it's like I stepped, once I, I was at the airport and as soon as I stepped out immediately from an energetic standpoint, I felt like I was at home. I felt like this is where I need to be. And that was back in, if I'm not mistaken, like 2019. And I said, 2023, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm getting out of St. Louis and I'm, I'm, I'm going to move to California. And like I said, at that point in time, I did not know when, I mean, I did not know like what part or anything like that. And it seems like since I made that declaration and it just also ties into manifestation, whenever you want to manifest something, not only do you have to see it, you have to visualize it, but you've got to feel it in your heart. You have to feel it in your heart and keep, and just in advance, you know, um, saying that, you know, already picturing it and already talking like you are already there. And that's what I've been doing this whole time, whether I realize it or not, you know, in hindsight, I've been manifesting this. And now, you know, within a couple of months, I will be out there. And I know that I am not happy here anymore. I'm not satisfied. I feel like I've reached my peak in this city and it's just time for me to, you know, step it up and, and do some and embark in some of like my extra um, passion projects like podcasting, um, like coming out with my Lavender Lizzy product line with um, and just even learning about how to be a herbalist. You know, all of these things I don't feel like work well here and they are more well received in a more relaxed liberal area and you can't get no more liberal than California I mean yeah it's nice that you know Missouri finally is a green state you know this year or this month as a matter of fact um, they're opening up rec and um, as a person who is on the medical side and has a medical card you know it's really nice to see that St. St. Louisans or STLians <laughs> have voted, you know, to make this state a green state. However, there is still a lot more room for growth and opportunities. But anyway, I'm kind of going on a little, I'm, I'm, I'm talking too much. Anyway, um, you know, like, I like the fact that in California, you can just go in and, and buy a plant and go home and grow it. I like how um, how there are no, there, like here we have the trigger laws and we have laws that are, you know, stopping women from making reproductive decisions 
about their health and the well-being of not only themselves of this unborn child and having those rights taken away you know granted I could just I'm 10 minutes away from Illinois it's legal over there and if I want to get you know if I want to get one then I could just hop on over to the east side and get it done but I don't want to be somewhere where it's more of a you know conservative conservative frame of mind and I just need to be surrounded by people that are more liberal that the la the laws are more relaxed when it comes to you know certain things and and like I said like I don't even want to move to Texas Texas was one of those places where I did want to move and as soon as I found out I was like eh, I'm good you know Florida definitely don't want to move to that shit show it's beautiful but it's just too much that's going on so um and like I said it's my business that's the reason why I want to move <laughs> But, um, also, you know, other things that have been going on, um, I, I briefly mentioned dealing with loss, you know, um, a sibling of mine passed and, you know, even going through that whole ordeal and emotions that they go with that, you know, because unfortunately there was some unresolved, uh, things that, you know, my brother and I were unable to talk about and we were, we were on the oust. Um, we were not talking to each other for a little over a year. And, you know, it's something that with the situation, because I, I know that it wasn't, it was caused by another sibling and, you know, just even going through that whole ordeal and trying to, you know, not be mad at him. Cause it's like, it's, it's nothing I can fucking do about it. He's dead, you know, unfortunately, but still having those residual feelings and, and fighting with myself to figure out, you know, going between being mad, being hurt, um, and also mourning, you know, mourning of her, uh, somebody, you know, like a sibling. Cause this is the first time that something like this has happened. So, um, just been dealing with, with that and some other losses that have, you know, happened throughout 2022, um, dealing with my health, you know, I've been sharing on my social media platforms that I am embarking on this weight loss journey with, you know, losing weight because I'm diabetic. I've been diagnosed, I was diagnosed back in December of 2018 and I've been making it my mission to, you know, get to a, a place where I don't have to take any insulin. I don't have to take metformin. For those who know about metformin, be knowing like that shit be having you run into the toilet four or five times a day, minimum. And I got tired of feeling sick. I got tired of having this excessive weight. Like at my biggest, I was 315 fucking pounds, 315. <laughs> and now, um, I hopped on the scale earlier this week, 247.2. Like that's a huge accomplishment for me. Um, and you know, losing, losing the weight last year and continuing this journey. Cause I want to lose 60 more pounds. So my goal is to get to 185. And so, um, just doing the, taking the necessary steps to put my health in order. Cause who the fuck want to like be injecting themselves and worrying about, Oh, you know, like I'm feeling faint or I'm feeling lightheaded. Is it because of my blood sugar or if it's something else or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, just really focusing on my, my, my health. Cause I didn't feel good in my body. I felt, even though I know I'm a, I'm a beautiful, 
a woman, I'm sexy, I'm vivacious, all of that. It's just that when I looked in the mirror, I did not feel comfortable in my, I was unfucking comfortable and walking up and down the stairs. That was uncomfortable. Just even laying down and being, you know, being told that I have sleep apnea and having all these other issues, um, high cholesterol. And I don't necessarily want to say hypertension because I don't have hypertension. My, my, my blood pressure is always pretty, pretty good. Um, but I don't want to get to that point. You know, um, there are so many things that run in my family. Like my dad, he had a stroke when he was in his early thirties and he died when he was only 46, 42 or 46 from a heart attack. And he had a lot of health issues. He had a genetic kidney uh, issue. He had, you know, asthma. Like I said, he had stroke, high blood pressure, high, <laughs> high blood pressure, high cholesterol, just high, just high on everything. And, and, and I see how, you know, on both sides of my family, like I don't have my, both of my sets of grandparents are gone, you know, from related health issues, you know, and I, here I am, I'll be 39 this year. I don't want to live my life in pain. I don't want to live my life constantly taking medicine, being sick and feeling shitty, you know? Um, so that's a big reason why I wanted to lose the weight is just so I can be in a healthier space and not to, and I don't want to put this out there that, oh, just because you're skinny, that you're healthy. Cause that's not true. That's not true. I'm not saying that. <laughs> um, cause you got women who are bigger, you know, it's that misconception that if you're bigger then you're unhealthy, but you have women out here like Lizzo who can play the flute, twerk, sing live and dance without meeting, beating a beat, missing a beat or being out of breath. Like she is uh, an example of you could be in a bigger body and still be healthy. Uh, it's another woman that I follow. She calls herself the fat chef, the fat chef. I think her name is Shantae. I'm really bad with names, but I follow her. She is a chef. She does triathlons, but she is in a bigger body. Yet this woman gets up every day and works out hardcore and cooks healthy meals. Sometimes she eats unhealthy, but that's, that's the way it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this, these are just examples of women who, who have bigger bodies and it's deemed as, you know, they get fat shamed as soon as they get sick, like, or let me take that back. They get fat shamed and people automatically think that they have health issues because they are in bigger bodies. But a lot of times it'd be the people who are smaller that have a lot of health issues. So size, I don't think that, you know, I think we need to get away from that, that misconception that because you're big, that you're automatically unhealthy. Like you got high cholesterol, you got you got hypertension, you got diabetes, you got the sugar, you, you got all these hit issues because you, you're fat. No, everybody is not meant to be skinny. So, um, you know, as a person who is a, of a, of a bigger size, it's a lot that goes into health. Yeah, there's genetics, there is, you know, um, your environment, there is the, how stressed are you? How much cortisone are you constantly popping, pump, pumping out of your body that is contributing to your weight? So that's just food for thought. Like stress could be a contributing factor to your weight, you know? Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so been working on my health, um, been, you know, wanting to do the podcast and, and, but the biggest thing for me right now is my mental health. For those that know me, 
knows that I've been on a pretty shitty journey when it comes to medication and when it comes to uh, being diagnosed with bipolar depression. And let me just say, I have been off of medication for, I want to say two, three years. And I have my period. I have my periods where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm swinging. But this is the most stable, mentally stable that I have been in shit over a decade. And this is without medication. This is without medication. I have more issues being on medication. And I know that a lot of my like issues with weight, even with having diabetes, a lot of that comes from those psych meds. If you read the labels, it, it says like can cause increase in blood sugar, can cause you to gain weight, can cause you to binge eat, can cause suicidal thoughts or ideation. So if you're a person that are taking psychiatric medications, whether that's Zoloft, Prozac, Wellbutrin, um, uh, taking Adderall, taking anti-anxiety medications, antipsychotics, lithium, things like that. Really take ownership of your health. Do your due diligence and figure out a way to. Um, and I'm not saying that the medicine does not help people because it, it really does depend on how your the enzymes in your body and how they break down. I would highly recommend if you are a person that is considering taking medication, psychiatric medication, I highly recommend getting genetic testing done because that will help you help you and your doctor to determine which medications will actually um, tie in well with your genetic makeup, how your body breaks it down. So if y'all don't get nothing else from this from this episode, just I highly recommend getting genetic testing because I got it later on after the fact. And I found out a lot of those medications my body just does not agree with. And it caused adverse reactions that are permanent because to this day, I still have quite a few issues because of those medications. So that's just that's just food for thought. Um, what else been going on? So normally I don't like putting my business out there like that when it comes to, you know, dating relationships. If you've listened to previous podcast episodes, I've talked about, you know, my experience with dating the men here in St. Louis. I ain't trying to bash all of y'all because I know it ain't all of y'all. But the dating scene here is trash. And I've dealt with my fair share of trash ass men. And, um, and I also know that not only men are trash ass, it's just trash ass people out here. Let's call the thing a thing. And, you know, as humans, we are social creatures. We require, you know, it's, it's embedded in us to be, you know, wanting, it's nothing wrong with longing to be with somebody, to be in a relationship, to find somebody, to find your person, to find a person that don't get on your fucking nerves that you can actually have a conversation with that treats you with the utmost respect because that's what you deserve. Um, and you know, I've had my dealings with ups and downs with relationships in 2022. And when I finally least expected, you know, I made this declaration like, all right, I'm moving April. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to the West coast, you know, um, ended up, you know, 
finding somebody I, I can actually stand to be around, you know? Um, and I, 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 and he's a St. Louis nigga to, <laughs> to boot, you know? Um, and while the, you know, things are still new, it's just refreshing. There are some things that, you know, I have learned about myself and relationships about this particular relationship. I'm and learning every day. I am growing patience every day. And one of the things that I will say is that you have to accept people for, for who they are and where they're at in life. And that goes for me. That goes for, for anybody. Um, communication, 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 my nigga goes a long way. Having those hard conversations, those hard topics about finances, about past relationships, about their emotional well-being. I highly recommend making sure you get with someone that has high emotional intelligence, that has high self-awareness, that is cognizant of their own mental health struggles, if they have any. You know, finding out about their background. What's their relationship like with their mom? What's their relationship like with their dad? How they how they work with their family? How do they interact with their friends? Do they even have any friends or are they a loner? And I will tell you one thing about uh, a man or a woman that's a loner. From my personal experience, stay the fuck away from them because they alone for a reason. And I'm not saying that it's no tea, no shade or anything. But if you got somebody that don't have any friends, that's a red flag in my opinion. Because think about it. Whenever you go through a situation, whether that's with a, a relationship, a job, or, or anything, who do you turn to? You turn to your, your tribe, your friends. They give you sound advice. They help you see things from a different perspective. From my experience, when you are a loner, you don't have anybody to talk to, you don't want to interact with anybody, I don't know. I, I really see that as, as a red flag because those relationships that I have been in, whether they're ro romantic, friendships, family ships, whatever, I'm just saying relationships as a whole. It, that person is a loner for a reason. That person doesn't want to be around other people or don't, don't want to form those relationships for a reason. And to me, that screams red flags. It just, it just does, you know? And if you disagree, Let's talk about it. Let, let's have that conversation, you know? Um, but I, I, I just think that what makes, what can make a, a relationship successful is learning how to be alone. I'm going to say it for the niggas in the back. Learn how to be alone. Learn how to live by yourself. Learn how to go through trials and tribulations by yourself. Learn to love yourself. Not only love yourself, but learn to like yourself. Because you can love yourself, but then you can't stand to be around your damn self. So then how you expect somebody else to be around you? Like learn those things because time and time again, I see what that looks like when you don't learn yourself. Like imagine getting into a relationship with somebody that might be your person. But getting into a relationship with somebody, but you don't even know your, you don't even like or or love yourself. So how can you tell that other person how to like or love you? How how do you know what you like and what you don't like? 
If you don't know yourself, if you don't like yourself, if you don't love yourself, how do you know these things? How can you know that and then try to articulate it to somebody else? And this is coming from a person who at a point did not like or love themselves and would get pissed off when people would tell me, well, if you don't like and love yourself, how the hell you expect somebody to, to do that? How do you expect somebody to treat you right if you don't know how to treat your goddamn self right? And for the life of me, it, it used to bother me. And I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't like bullshit. I, I know how to love somebody else. And, and yeah, that, those, two, those things could be true. But also, I now see how me being alone, how me working on Elizabeth has benefited me. Because I appreciate, I still, don't get it twisted. I still appreciate my solitude, okay? I have grown to love and appreciate being in my fortress of solitude by myself. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with, you know, being by yourself. But what something that is wrong is being with somebody else, putting up with their foolishness, putting up with the gaslighting, manipulation, abuse, anything, you know, treating you like shit. Or you treating that person like shit, like however it goes. I think a lot of uh, the reason why a lot of people deal with the things that they deal with, like the toxic relationships, like you got the Christians and the blue face of the world who are in toxic relationships. They, they beat each other ass. They, they, they don't talk, they don't communicate. They just yell, scream, fight and fuck. And that's, like they need to work on themselves. That's just the bottom line. Have, be be by yourself for a minute. It's nothing wrong with it. The power of loneliness is what keeps people in relationships. I that's just a theory. I'm theorizing. You know, um, sure it could be about the kids and all that other kind of stuff. And I don't even like hearing when when people say, "Well, you know, I'm staying for the kids." So you gonna stay in a toxic relationship and have your kids be involved in a toxic relationship, and you doing it for them? No, honey, you doing it for yourself. You doing it because you don't want to be lonely, because you are gonna feel some type of way when you have to sit in the house by yourself and deal with your emotions and deal with your thoughts and deal with. Any shit that you got going on. So to quiet that, you busy yourself by attaching yourself to other people. But all you're doing is running away from yourself, which is not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your kids. It's not fair. So, you know, to those who are, I'm staying in a relationship because I love him or I'm staying for the kids. Do them kids and yourself a favor and get the fuck out. (laughs) Get out. Get out. Get out, you know, because um, I've done it myself. I've stayed in relationships because I knew I know how it feels to be alone, to, to feel lonely, to have to sit with yourself. And instead of running away from myself, like I've been doing all these years, I'm like, you know what? Let me let me let me listen to what I got to say. What my What is my body telling me? What is my mind telling me? What is my heart? Hell, what are the ancestors telling me? <laughs> Shit. You know, um, so I, I think that it's good to be alone and to 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 just be by yourself. Be single for a minute. See how and I don't mean literally a minute, like be single for a year. I'm telling you, you will discover some shit about yourself and you will have a newfound appreciation for yourself. And a lot of times 
When you ain't looking, that's when they come. Because I wasn't looking. I was not looking. Not looking for a relationship. Probably was looking to, you know, get my feet wet. But that's about it. (laughs) And that turned into what it is right now. You know, like somebody that I actually like and can stand to be around. Um, And every day there are some challenges. But because of the foundation that was laid out at the beginning where we were open and honest about every fucking thing. I think that's, that has helped get us where we at right now. And it's still new, you know? Um, so I think this month is coming up on five, five or six months. So time go by fast. And you know, what's crazy is last year I was in another relationship and it didn't last long. And I'll, I'll, I'll mostly say we were dating and it didn't last long. And instead of jumping from one relationship to another, I took some time for myself. So that way I have time to heal. I have time to reflect. I have time to think about and analyze because I, I break shit down. I analyze it and figure out what are some things that I learned from this relationship? Yeah, it hurt when we broke up or whatever. But what did I learn from it? What did I what can I take with this? And apply it to the next one when I'm ready. But let me take some time for Liz. Let me take some time to to nurse myself back. To give my heart a chance to recalibrate. Calibrate, my bad. And when I did that, because I used to be that person. I would jump from one one person to another. Jump, 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 jump. Don't give myself a chance to sit back, think. But as I'm getting older, I'm just learning that. Sometimes it's nice to sit back and, 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 and figure out what can you do to be a better person at the end of the day. And I think because I did that and because I'm like, the next time I get into something, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure to lay these cards out, these particular cards out. I'm going to make sure that I hit home how important communication is, what my boundaries are, what my dislikes are, what I, what I like what I, what I like, who I hang around with, all that kind of stuff. And and that still ties back into getting to know yourself. It's okay to be by yourself. Cause honestly, you really ain't by yourself. If you with yourself, if that makes sense, like me, only child on my mom's side, youngest on my dad's side. So pretty much I, I, I consider myself at times the only child. Um, cause my siblings are way older than me. So I really, besides my cousins, I, you know, for the most part, I was by myself. So I had to learn how to entertain myself. You can't tell me shit. I am a comedian. I am an actress. I am a singer. I am all these things when I am in this house by myself and I have a good ass time. Good ass time. Pandemic really helped with that. <laughs> the pandemic really helped with that. But, um, but yeah, man, so relationships coming on the up and up my health, um, while areas I'm doing good in like losing the weight and, you know, I'm to the point where for those who have, you know, uh, diabetes, I went from my A1C going from 6.5 to 5.5. So I'm like 0.5 away, 0.5 points away from not even being considered diabetic. I go to back to the doctor in a couple of months and I'll get my uh, follow up 
And I'm pretty sure at that point in time, I'm not going to be considered diabetic anymore. But that's, you know, taking my health into my own hands. <laughs> On the other side of that coin, I've been sick. Um, and trying to figure out what, what the hell, what the hell is going on with my body? I don't know. You know, trying to really figure out what the fuck is going on with my body and why have I been sick since Thanksgiving? Since, cause I went out to San Diego and stayed there for a week, went to Disneyland, had a phenomenal time. All that fresh air, exercise and sun and just being in a different energetic environment really helped out and it's like as soon as I came back to St. Louis instantly got sick and I think that's another thing like St. Louis is literally making me sick it's making me sick I've been sick since I've been back and I'm I've been trying to figure it out I've been going to the doctor I've been having these tests done and still haven't figured that out so once I get that figured out, then I can be back at 100%. But right now, I'm not at 100%. And just briefly, um, before I wrap it up, y'all know I'm very big on mental health and wellness. And I would be lying if I did not say that the SAD, Seasonal effect, uh, Affective Disorder, is a thing. And lately I've been sad. I've really been struggling with my mental health. Um, and granted, I don't think it's necessarily like a chemical imbalance thing. I think it's because so many things right now are going on in my life that it's affecting my mental health. So a move, like I still ain't packed shit. I ain't did shit in this house. And yet I got a couple of months before I'm out of here. A move, health problems, you know, work trying to be a, a good friend a good daughter a good girlfriend a good auntie a good godmother a good cousin a good everything I'm, I'm I am trying to be the best Elizabeth I can be however because my mental health is impacted by all of these outside things that are going on that it has been very very difficult to want to do the podcast to wanting to do lavender lizzie hell even to, to, to sit and do yoga for 10 minutes that's that's a chore because at this point in my life i am i've been pushing myself i've been um some things i'm learning about about myself because of all the trauma that i have been through since i was a kid i am very good at automatically coping meaning that what i do is I'll acknowledge that, okay, this traumatic event has happened. What's done is done. Let me figure out how to move past it. I don't allow myself to really sit there and be like, this traumatic thing happened. You need to sit down and feel those feelings. Feel it. Because what ends up happening, those unresolved feelings that hurt that anguish, that mourning, that frustration. That shit can manifest in the form of cancer. Of your body shutting down. Psychosis. Heart attack. Stroke. A lot of the stress 
a lot of the, the, the health issues that we carry, especially as black people, a lot of it comes from stress and unresolved issues. It's not easy, but learn how to get some help. Learn how to reach out to a therapist, a counselor, somebody. We live in an age right now where you don't even have to get off your ass. You could pick up your phone, download Better Talk, find you a therapist. I I see my therapist every other week, yet I have not been in her office in two years because of the pandemic. It could be my lunch break. I It could be in the middle of the day. But guess what? I'm going to take that hour every other week and talk to somebody about my feelings, about how I feel. Because sometimes I feel stuck and you need that extra person to help you get unstuck. So do yourself a favor. Deal with your shit. Get some help. It's okay. It is okay. As a, as a community, y'all, we got to stop this. Oh, well, we got to keep it in the family. No, don't keep it in the family. That's why so many of us that has unresolved issues and have awkward moments when we showing up at Thanksgiving because we sitting across from the person that molested us or abused us or has caused great harm to our mental health and our emotional well-being. You're, you're, we're, we're, we're suffering doing that. So stop. Stop suffering, man. You ain't got to suffer anymore. Get some help. It's okay. It is okay, y'all. I used to be the same way. Used to be the same way. But now I will hit my therapist up in a minute. If, if something is going down, like when my brother passed, I hit her up. I said, hey, <laughs> this is going on. I need you right away. There's nothing wrong with that, y'all. So I'm going to end on that note. And um, I will continue to put stuff out. Um, and I'm just gonna, consistency is the key this year. That, that's, I don't do New Year Eve, New Year, New Year's Eve resolutions or all that other bullshit anymore. Um, I, what I typically do is choose a word, one word that is going to dictate or is going to be the theme for the rest of this year. And this year I decided to come up with two, two words, fearless and consistent doing a podcast such as this where you're talking about mental health and wellness and I'm sharing my experiences um, my personal experiences with people that is a level of vulnerability that I cannot explain because essentially I am telling my business to strangers and you know people like to use shit against you and all that other kind of stuff but you know if if me exposing things about myself or I ain't going to say exposing myself to be in a vulnerable state where I am sharing. If it helps somebody, including myself, because this is therapeutic for me, if it helps another person, I could die a happy woman. If, if it just affected one person, one, just one person, I'm fine with that. I've, Mission accomplished. Go ahead and call call me on the glory, Lord, because earth is trash any goddamn way. 
But yeah, please, y'all, keep in mind how important mental health is. Um, I know that January is finally done and over with. Next thing you know, it's February, but next thing you know, we're going to turn around and we're going to be saying Happy New Year again. So this year, this month, this moment, take your health into your hands. If you got something that you've been wanting to do in life, do it. Do it. (laughs) I'm going to be that voice. Do it. Okay? So together, let us be fearless. Let us take a chance on our goals. Who the fuck want to work for somebody else for the rest of their life? I know I don't. Take it into your, take your power into your own hands. Be fearless and be consistent. So consistency and fearless is the name of the game for 2023. I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm armored and I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's all I got for this week. I was really trying to keep it at 45 minutes and I'm almost there. So with that being said, drink your water. So your black don't crack because you need to be moisturized, my nigga. It's chap, it's chappy season, y'all. The air is dry. Okay, so drink your water so your black don't crack. And still wear your sunscreen to keep your melanin popping. Okay, so I love y'all. And uh, until we meet again, peace. Bye.